Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. <coughs> I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here as always with my co-host, Mr. Paul McLean. Paul, we got lots to talk about today. Yes, we do. Uh, how are you feeling today? I'm doing okay. Good. I left here pretty late, but I got a little nap in. That boy. It's cold and rainy outside. I'm ready to rock. All right. So as always, this episode is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-focused group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives. They focus on the growth of hockey in Hong Kong and southern China as well as the development of student-athletes, where sporting goals are achieved alongside educational pursuits. The CHG is comprised of a number of hockey programs. Established in 2011, the CIHL is Hong Kong's elite adult hockey league. The Junior Tigers program is Hong Kong's premier youth hockey organization, featuring the Scotia Bank Island League and Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs. The SCIHL is an adult league for those seeking a more recreational experience. In addition, the CHG showroom is the exclusive reseller of Bauer Warrior hockey equipment and offers services including skate sharpening and fittings. For more information and links to their social media sites, go visit ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, Paul, let's kick off the first period with the biggest news of the week. Montreal and Ottawa game. Ottawa won. <laughs> they lost to the Boo. last place. Not the news we were looking for. <clears throat> Mr. Brian Burke is back. Yes, he is. Named director of hockey, or president, sorry, of hockey operations of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ronnie Hextall was named general manager. Paul, big news coming out of Pittsburgh. I didn't, did you amazing. see it? Did that's, you see Brian Burke coming back? Well, I did not see that coming at all. No. But that's pretty amazing news. Uh, yeah. Have him and old Ronnie working with Sid the Kid and the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Curious to see what they're, what you know Brian's uh, thoughts are here, what he's going to do to change the team. Because early in the season... You know, he said it himself. They weren't one of the. They yeah. they weren't Boston. They no. weren't Pitt. They weren't they were like uh, Philadelphia. Fish, something yeah, like that. he yeah. wasn't really high on them. But I mean, he was doing his job as an analyst back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but obviously, thirty-one years of NHL experience, Brian Burke is bringing well, to the table. Yeah, and you got Ron Hextall. He got a little history to him. Yeah, he's yeah, been, he's, he's had he's a lot built of a success. Of teams actually, yeah. if you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, built a winner it? in L.A. L.A. Yeah, one yeah. assistant GM. Yeah, headed off to Philly. Did the same thing and left just before they became huge. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, that's he, he built that his team. names all over that team, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just so, not on the cup, just not on the cup. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Pittsburgh, what kind of moves they're going to want to make, uh, the relationship they're going to have there with Sid and yeah. uh, and Gino, and we'll see if it stirs up the Penguins a little bit. I think it should. Yeah, I think it should. Maybe give them a little Maybe that's spark. What they need it. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, need a little yeah. kick in the butt and the behind. Yeah. yeah, and our second biggest story of the week: John Tortorella back to his usual self. Well, this is an idiotic move, if you ask me. Come yeah, on, yeah, come on. I mean, right? you're picking up one of the best players in the league. He has to go through protocol. Yeah, gets you know the AOK for games. Doesn't do too hot. He was all right, but I he mean, he was all right, but I mean, it's your first game with a brand new team. Yeah, you're playing with new guys and everything yeah. like that. Was it second, second game? game? Second yeah. game, yeah. 
he was, and it's not like you know he's horrible, but ends up getting benched at the, towards the end of the yeah. second period. Didn't play at all in the third. That's brutal. Um, what kind of message is Torts sending here, Paul? What kind of relationship are you building right yeah. out the get go? It's like no. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it's hard to it's hard to fathom that he would like he would do that to a player like Line, a guy who's had issues before. Yeah. You know, maybe with his coaches or you know in the dressing room, he, he wasn't a happy camper in, in Winnipeg. Mm. Asking kind of the kind of guy that's going to ask for a trade, and here he is on date you know game number two getting benched. Mm. Is Torts uh, sending a message going, hey man? You might be able to do that kind of stuff in other uh, organizations, but yeah. here it's not going to fly. I'm the boss. Yeah, totally. And yeah. I, I understand. Like, Torts wants to send a message that he's going to be treated like every other player. Yeah. And Torts would say, if some other guy was playing the way Line A was playing, After you know, one uh, game, uh, not playing <laughs> up to his team. abilities or whatever his yeah. thought thought process was. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe send a message in a different way. Guy's second game with the club. I, I agree. I don't think it was a, a no. very smart move. No. I don't know if that's the kind of thing that uh, motivates a guy like Lion A or not. I don't. No. I think he's the kind of player that needs a, a pat on the back, not a kick in the ass. No. Is it going to be one of these, well, I just want you to sit at the bench so you could see how the guys play? Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, get out on the ice and see how the guys play. Yeah. I, expect him to make some mistakes. Mm. And, and you know, but he's Patrick Line. He could score at any time. Yeah. Give him an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And also big news out of uh, Columbus was uh, Miko. Miko yes. Koibu retired. Decided to step down. And that shocks me because with Line moving in there, I thought, you know, there's a there's another Finn. Yep. A guy who's captain of his team for a dozen. Twelve years. A, I think yeah, it was, yeah. And captain uh, team Finland multiple, multiple times. Yep. You know, he's gonna come in, maybe he'll he'll help out Line a little bit with the transition, but things didn't work out. Maybe there was something else behind that. Maybe. Where's the rumor mill? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to bring up the rumor mill. Uh, no, but yeah, strange move. I, yeah. I, I, I just didn't see. Um, well, Miko came back. I thought he was going to give it another solid go. He played mm. seven games. He had a couple mm. points. Felt like he wasn't playing up to his uh, yeah. ability. Didn't really look like he was putting his whole heart into it. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was just like nah, I'm done. Yeah, and it must be tough to move to a new city after so many years with the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, not doesn't work out for everybody, and uh, but wish Miko Koivu nothing but the best. Uh, mm -hmm. Amazing professional, uh, over a thousand games in the NHL, over seven hundred points, incredible career. So congratulations, uh, Miko Koivu, and enjoy your retirement. Mm -hmm. A couple of milestones. A couple of milestones, Paul. Couple what happened this week? Uh, you know, Claude, uh, Claude Giroux. Yeah, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux. Yes. Get his name out of my mouth. <laughs> 900 games. 900, 900 games. games. Yeah. Boy, Not bad. Uh, good. Uh, and he's Bradamab. a small player. So yes. he's a guy who's been durable. Yep. 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 And then uh, I guess the only other one is. Uh, what it was Varlamov? Yeah. Uh, 500 games. 500 games. Not bad. Varlamov also shut out the New York Rangers Twice. for the second time this season, which has never happened. Yeah. In that series between New York and New York, that yeah. there's been a shutout twice in one season. Yep. So Varley up to his old tricks. Yep. Uh, a few injuries, Paul. A couple notable injuries. What happened to Mister Cassie in the Battle of Alberta? That I think that guy. That was ridiculous. Waiting for this moment. Yeah. Finally, and they're in Calgary. Yeah. Let's beat up Tuchuk in his yeah. hometown, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Did you see him on the ice? I didn't see him on the ice at all. <laughs> I think he spent about eight minutes in that game. Yeah. And it was like, okay, 
what the hell? Yeah. What happened to this big turtle moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Goes into, where'd he go? Ottawa? Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. Gets in a fight. Of course. Immediately. First period. Yeah. Screws himself. Yeah. Injured. Yeah, yeah. He stepped, I think he got off the bench second period, something like that. But now he's an undisclosed injury. injury. Broken heart. He must have heard he had to play the Flames again coming up before we're going to get into that game. That's exactly what it is. Zach Cassian, I'm calling you out, man. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Go into Calgary with all the opportunities in the world to yeah. drop the mitts, and then you go in and drop them in Ottawa. Ottawa. Oh. And get injured. That's, Come on, Cassian. Yeah. You know better than that. Yeah. Battle of Alberta's been waiting for this moment. Your brothers must have been <sighs> oh, a little man. disappointed. It was, yeah. No, I watched a game with them this weekend. Oh, oh it's, I think I was telling you this. They're a minute ahead right. on our stream. Yeah. So I hear like, whoop, whoop, yeah. <laughs> screaming, hollering. Ah. Wait for what happened. Bet a minute later. I Scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. But yeah, yeah, everyone waiting for the fight that did not happen. That's right. Yeah. And then what's this fella's wrist, wasn't it? Um, uh, it's Wayne Simmons. Yes. Yeah, broken wrist. <sighs> the guy gets just gets moved up to the I first know, line. I know. It's like <laughs> playing well. Really resurgence well. Yep. this year. Yep. Uh, my buddy Chris Babineau just posted on Facebook like the best move the Leafs made. <sighs> Bringing in Simmons, and yeah. then the next day, all the boys were like, "Ah, oh, you jinxed them." Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's like whenever I say shutout. Yeah, I wake you, up, I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna get six points in the pool from a yeah. shutout." Go! <laughs> yeah, as soon as you say it. Oh. Yeah. So unfortunate news for the Leafs. Yeah. So uh, does that mean the Leafs are gonna be making a move sometime soon? We're gonna have to wait. Yeah. And see. Let's see. All right, folks, that's it for the first period. Tonight's second period is brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. Are your headphones falling apart? Or does your cable do that annoying thing where it only plays sound from one ear? Then maybe it's time for an upgrade. Accessory House Global is your one-stop shop for premium headphone accessories. They specialize in ear pads, headbands, carrying cases, and audio cables. Whether you have Bose, Sony, Sennheiser, Beats, Fostex, Denon, or even a set of high-end focal headphones. They've got you covered. All across the pond, hockey podcast listeners get 20% off their first purchase. Use the code AHG20OFF at the checkout, and boom, you're sorted. You can check them out on YouTube or at the real AHG on Instagram. Check out their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com and take your first step to reviving your audio experience. All right, Paul, quick recap of our predictions last week. And just uh, to let everybody know, there was a game that was canceled last week due to COVID protocol. It was the Arizona-Minnesota game. Um, so we just scratched it off, uh, obviously, and went with the six games that were left. And congratulations to Benji Bates. Another Cape Bretoner coming up big with a win. Mm -hmm. uh, he went 5-1 and one with his predictions last week. Mm -hmm. uh, beating me, I was 4-2. and two. And Paul, you had a little off week going 2-4. and four. Um, I guess there was, uh, there was a few big games last weekend. Um, the Battle of Alberta, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Calgary came out on top of that. They came back late. Um, the Montreal-Ottawa game, close. Montreal always seems to play the 
play down to the level of their opponents, man. It's kind of their, been their Achilles heel for years now. Yeah. I was picking for Friday's game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Which you would have had right. would have had right. Uh, the Pittsburgh Islanders game. That was a great game. Um, the Islanders squeaked to, squeaked to win 4-3 uh, in overtime. The Leafs and Vancouver, the poor Nucks are still oh, struggling, folks. Uh, they're just getting pounded. Yeah, the Leafs are scoring at will. Yeah, um, yeah. Doesn't seem like the injury to Wayne Simmons slowed no. them down at all. No. Also, uh, San Jose, Anaheim, Anaheim won that one. Close game as well. Anaheim, uh, I think that's their third win on the year. Pretty sure I didn't pick them. You did not. We both had San Jose. And then the last game, we went with a Sunday game. It was Philadelphia and Washington. And I had the Caps, and you had the Flyers. And the Flyers pulled away late with a 7-4 victory. That was pretty great. That was a high-scoring game. Yeah. Ovi Sean was Couturier back. Couturier is back. Couturier is back. Yeah. That's right. Uh, didn't he light it up? He did. Was it two goals and assists? Yeah, he had three points or yeah, something. Three points. Yeah, the Flyers are clicking. Yeah. Yeah, tough yeah. team. Uh, Washington just now getting back to health. Yes. Uh, they got some guys back this week off of COVID protocol. And then they get... Another game canceled. No, they got another game canceled, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of games being canceled, folks. Scary time. Congratulations first. again to Benji Bates. Folks, make sure you put in your predictions against ours. And here we go, Paul. This week's games, we had a full slate of Saturday games. The first one of the week has the Ottawa Senators heading into Winnipeg to play the Jets. I'm going to go with the Jets on this one um, until Ottawa proves that they can win uh, against anyone but Montreal. <laughs> I'm going to be picking against them. How about you, Paul? What do you think? Me, I honestly am pretty impressed with Murray lately. He's I think playing Murray's really well. Finally getting it the yeah, he's getting his groove going. They shut down the ridiculous duo of Drysdale and Correct. David. They, they broke their their streak ten, today. Boom. Who was it? 10 game Matt point Murray. streak. Matt Murray. Matt Murray stopped them. And I mean, look at how they he's been playing up against the the Habs and and the Oilers the last little bit. I'm going to pick Ottawa. You're going to go with the Sens? Yes. Why not? Why not? Stutzel's right. looking good. Timmy the Kid is yes. getting hot. Yep. Yep. Dadunov looked good today. Did. Yeah. Yep. There's one point for me. Next one. All right. <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights playing the Sharks. Ah, uh, yeah. Vegas. Yeah, you got to go Vegas, don't you? Yes. Yeah, tough yeah. To, to bet against them. I think they only have one <laughs> loss. I'm also going with Vegas yeah. on that one. Mm-hmm. Next game, your Boston Bruins. Heading to Long Island to play the Islanders. Speaking of awesome Bruins. <laughs> the awesome Bruins. <laughs> Passes back, baby. The Perfection line is. is back. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> yeah. He's doing pretty great. He is looking he's pretty good. In. He's just taking charge again. The it's team awesome. is going to kick ass this yeah. weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Bruins are looking really good right now, Paul. Yep. Um, yeah, firing on all cylinders. Yep. Next game, battle, Florida. We got Tampa Bay heading to Florida to play the Panthers, Ooh. who have been beating up on the Detroit Red Wings a lot this year. Yes. They've got a very impressive record. Yeah, but look Although they played Detroit five times. Mm-hmm. I think they got a split with Nashville, and I forget what else they did, but... Yeah. I think they won four out of five against Detroit. Yep. And they were all one-goal games. It's yeah. not like they were blowing them out. So Patrick Hornfist looks good. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? I think you're picking Florida. I'm going to go Tampa. 
<laughs> I already <laughs> have Tampa written down. Okay. Yeah, I, I, t- t- Florida just hasn't played a good team yet. No. Um, so they're going to have to prove themselves against Tampa because Tampa is wow, on fire Stammer's right now. back. Did you see Stamkos drop the gloves this oh, week? Oh, man, Stammer like, is motivated right now. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what? He's been left off a lot of lists people are making for the upcoming Olympic oh. team. Yeah. So that I think is going to spark Mr. Steven Stamkos, and yeah. I know we're going to we're probably going to dedicate a whole episode to this the Olympic team mm-hmm. at some point. But I do have to mention, yeah. I would love to see St- Steven Stamkos on that team. I Absolutely. think he deserves it, and um, he's motivated, and yep. he's showing it right now. He's playing hard, man. His bones are strong. Yeah, that even that empty <laughs> netter he scored the other day, he made a huge hit at the blue line and yep. knocked the puck off. Like he's playing like like a kid again. He's yep. very very motivated. So. Yep. I'd like to see Stammer. And Tampa Bay just looks amazing right now. They do. They have the least goals against, I think, in the league. Probably. Yeah. Probably. All right. And then we've got, oh, we've got a good one. We're going to see game one of this series tomorrow, Polly, mm-hmm. uh, with some of the boys. And we're excited to watch that. Um, we got Montreal heading to Toronto to play the Leafs on Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. Oh, it's going to be great. Battle of the top two teams in the north. Yeah. I'm going Montreal. What? Really? <laughs> Against Toronto? You know Toronto's in the, the top of the league. Yeah, right? this is where Montreal passes them. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, this is where Montreal proves that they can hang with the top in the North Division. Actually, I'm really excited to see this series. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to watch a loss tomorrow. Show us a lot where the teams are at right yep. now. Yep, yep, yep. Next. Right. <laughs> I'm marking you down for <laughs> the Leafs. <laughs> Oh, Polly. One of these days you'll see. They got another one of the best lines in hockey right now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, We got Carolina heading into Dallas to play the Stars. I'm going to go with the jerks on this one. Carolina, Hurricanes. Okay. What are our picks looking like? Because I was going to go jerks. Are they looking pretty similar? Um, It doesn't matter. We don't need to. uh, Yeah. You don't need to to worry about that. Just pick who you think is going to win. Okay. Jerks. Yeah. All right. I don't like picking what you picked. That's all right. Okay. Anyways. Final pick of the week. We've got the Calgary Flames heading to Vancouver to play the Nucks. Can they bounce back? No. No? (laughs) No. Markstrom's going to prove you shouldn't have traded me. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you're going with Calgary? Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, you're changing your pick. Look at that. Do you know what? One of these games... Demko is going to be a stud, and mm. it could be a re- like the beginning of the year. As I said, Markstrom was going to prove himself against his old team, and he did. Mm-hmm. But now I think shoes on the other foot. I think that uh, Markstrom going back into Vancouver is a different story. Yep. And I'd like to see the Canucks uh, get off the schneid here and uh, start righting the ship. So I'm going to take the Vancouver Canucks. I like your optimism. Yeah, thanks, buddy. That's good. All right, folks, that's our picks. Make sure you uh, send in your picks against ours for a chance to win a beer koozie, which I will send to you in the mail. Quick update now on our across-the-pond hockey pool. No change at the top. Mr. Brendan Tracy slowly seems to be running away with this pool, Paul. I don't know. (sighs) Strong jaw, you're looking pretty good, buddy. Um, Gary Ivany, dad. Second place still. Mm-hmm. Third place, Paul McGoy. Yeah. Aki Berg. Aki Berg. We'll see you tomorrow, Paul. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to watching the hockey game together. And uh, that brings us to the end of the second period. 
thought we didn't say where you were on that pool. Where, how far are you on that pool? <laughs> we weren't going to mention that. Let me just see. I'll just look it up. Oh my I, God. I don't want to take up your I'm time. pretty sure I moved up one spot today. Take, a, take up one spot? Okay, let me see. You got all those pools. At I'm least one spot. Okay. And you moved uh, up a bunch in this pool, I think, no, Paul. No, no, no. Maybe no, up no. into top no, five? No, no. I see. Okay, you are... You're in four. 21st. Yes. Right where I want, right where I got you guys, right 21st. where I want you. And I am in fourth. Fourth place. Number four, Bobby Orr. Yep. You're doing good this month, yeah. but uh, Brandon Tracy slowly pulling away. Well, I think something else that should be celebrated is we're in another pool. We are in our, another one pool. One of our good friends, Keith Fong. Yep. Power Play Sports and Entertainment. Yep. And at the moment, <clears throat> da, 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 the top three is looking like Paul. McLean moves into first place today. Finally. You had a good day today. So it feels like I only got four points. Yeah, but you moved into first place. Yep. Shammer's in second place in that pool, yep. and I fell from you first to third. Tied for third. Oh, it's a couple other guys. All right. Well, there's our pool updates, folks. Make sure you get your picks in this week. Tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheel Hub Asia. WheelHub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They strive to be a catalyst for change with a collaborative approach that is focused on improving the level of inline hockey in the region through community-based initiatives. WheelHub Asia stands for professionalism, integrity, and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to wheelhubasia.com. All right, Paul, let's get to our audio questions for the week. This is our newest and most exciting segment, folks. We got some great questions coming in from our listeners. And we have a former guest, friend of the show, writing in, Mr. Paul McGoy. What do you got for us there, Andy? Hey guys, love seeing your predictions every week, even if as a Leafs fan, I don't love your favorite teams. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you. So the first one is about power play distribution. There's been some strong support in some circles of the analytics community for loading up your first power play unit and basically just playing the shit out of them. So they pretty much always get the first look and then the second unit just comes on for the last 30 seconds or so. And if you look around the league, this is kind of backed up if you look at the deadly power plays of recent cup winners like Pittsburgh or Washington, they just stacked the first unit. And then the second was basically an afterthought. Obviously, it helps if you have superstar offensive players. However, there's another school of thought that you should try to split the time and the firepower more evenly so that you can have throw multiple looks at the opposition and default to whichever unit is running hotter. So last year, the Leafs, who do have superstar offensive talent, they went with the first approach, right, where you stack the unit, and it kind of got stale. This year, they have adopted a more egalitarian model, right, so it's more even, and they're setting the world on fire. Obviously, that's going to regress. Nobody maintains a 40% power play, but um, even so, it's interesting. So I, I was wondering, generally speaking, which approach do you think is better for a power play? Great question, Paul, and thank you for sending it in. Um, first, right off the bat, generally speaking, um, I would be of the second model where you would have a you would have two strong power play units. I think it's important in a long series in the playoffs to have different looks and um, 
Yeah, just to, to offer different looks in, um, against a team that you're going to play multiple games uh, within a short period of time. And this year, with the, with the way the schedule is laid out and they're playing each other so many times, I'm pretty sure that uh, you know, teams are going to be catching on to your power play looks really quick. So if you're going to load up one power play line, they better have a lot of tricks up their sleeves and they better have a lot of plays planned out because it will get stale. Um, at some point, because the teams are too good. There's too much scouting that goes on. And, um, yeah, I feel like... And, again, the other thing, like you said, if you have the superstar players to do it. So, like, a team like Ottawa right now, obviously they're going to try to load up one power play and let them try to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, uh, ideally, I'm thinking you roll, you roll two units and uh, offer different looks. Paul, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. If you got the players to do it, sure, spread yeah. the wealth, but... If your team has kind of got one guy, it's like the pass at the wheel kind of moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And, uh, yeah. The fact you, that you, this you, year you, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games. There's going to be some, too? yeah, I think there's going to be some shakeups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anything anyways. It's hard, yeah. I, mean, I think that's, it's going to be an issue when you, uh, like you're playing a team 11 times or something in the regular season and then yeah. you go, you go into playoff series, you got to have something new. You got to <clears> have something new. So, yeah. ideally, uh, I would roll two p- power play units. Yep. Good question. Great question. Great question. What else you got for us, Andy? Part and two. And the second question is, there's another, you know, movement. Um, I guess it's a, sort of always been a school of thought, but I've just seen it more vocalized over the last few years, of just drafting best player available always, right? So this might sound int- intuitive. It's like obviously you take the best player, but there is a, a strong segment of every fan base that thinks sometimes you need to just you need to draft for need. Right. So if you are short on defensive prospects, you need to default in that direction. For me, I kind of generally agree with taking the best player available for the first couple of rounds. But after that, I kind of wonder if that really holds much water. Like deeper picks are basically close to lottery tickets anyways. I'm not convinced there's much separating those guys later in the draft. So I'm not sure if it's a bad idea to just draft for an area of organizational weakness. Um, so I was just wondering where you guys stood on that uh, as well in terms of overall draft strategy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, I, I, I think we were looking at this not too long ago yep. where the top rookies now, if you look at the, guy, at the standings right now, like none of those guys are first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, I think Kaprizov was like picked 135th yeah. <laughs> overall. Yeah. Um, and you look at the Le Flam. <laughs> La Flamme. La Flamme. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad I got him out of my pool. I'm I sorry. Picked, he was I drafted him in the so first round this hype. year. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So best Anyways, player available yeah, he, or team need? You're obviously best player available. Well, no. No? No. no. I, I think if you look at your team and see where you're struggling and go for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, it shows like you don't have to be best i mean obviously the best get picked first yeah but none of those guys are kind of killing it at the moment yeah um but yeah it's a crapshoot yeah it is it is yeah so yeah yeah i kind of agree with paul but um in the first few rounds even um i would have to say it's still no guarantee that those guys are going to turn out to be superstar nhl players Mm. um so if i was drafting i would i would always draft the best player available unless there was a huge organizational need um Sometimes, you know, goaltending can be an issue where, the, you know, mm-hmm. there's only a few goaltenders in your organization and 
you, you don't win championships without without a, without goal. a goalie. So no. the goaltending position, I think, is one that you have to draft for if there's a if there's a need for it in your organization. But other than that, I'd rather have the best prospect available, whether or not he suits my team or not, because. If he doesn't pan out, he's he a could, bargaining. Chip. He's a bargaining chip. That's right. So other teams might want him. So yeah, I'm of the thought to to definitely to definitely draft the best players available because you never know what you're getting with a draft pick. There's been so many over the years top draft picks that never pan out. Mm. So um, yeah, I'd be I'd be cautious about that and just stick with the best player available and not try to you know think too deep and and end up not getting the best player and yeah. and regretting it later on. I forget who it was, but uh, yeah, last draft when it came to Detroit, like Stevie Y just picked someone, and everyone was like, "Who?" Yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, thinking like top ten or obvious, right? No, he just picked like yeah, someone out of the boot. But that that can go one of either way, one mm. of two ways, right? Yeah. You can you can look like a genius, and you can yeah. sometimes I think they outthink themselves, and they're trying to make themselves like trying to find that diamond in the rough, maybe that someone else didn't didn't. Uh, quite see but um yeah i think the best player available is the move the right move thanks again paul great questions uh look forward to uh to seeing you soon buddy all right andy what else do we got i hear i got her now man. oh here we go how's it going boys neil edgewood calling here from down north just wanted to call in and say thanks very much i heard heard myself there last week on your show <laughs> but mickey mickey was telling me it's not it's not a tv show He's a radio show. That's good, boys. Radio show for your phones. <laughs> Pretty good. Good idea. Anyways, just want to know what's going on with these uh, trade rumors with the Leafs. I know you boys are Habs and Bruins fans, but I heard, I heard Sam Bennett might be going to the Leafs. So uh, I like to I like to hear your opinion on that. And 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 it is that is that a good idea? Is it too early to say? There's when's the trade deadline? Anyways. I'll uh, I'll be down Mickey Place next week and uh, be looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. Take care, boys. These radio phones are great, Mickey. <laughs> the alleged. Oh radio show for your phone. Yep. Oh, I wish we came up with the idea, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but actually, great question. And there's no time like the present, I don't think, to start making moves. Um, there has been some rumors that Sam Bennett wants out of Calgary. He's back in the lineup right now, playing pretty well, um, maybe trying to spark some interest. Rumors to rumors have him possibly going to the Leafs, and with the injury right now to Wayne Simmons, Paul, does that mean they might be they looking, might be at, looking at that at trade a little bit closer? Well, a little bit closer. I mean, Simmons out for at least six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah. It's a short season. Yeah. Might as well pick up a replacement. Yeah, what do you think about waiting till uh, the deadline's April 12th? Do you think it's a good idea to wait to that long to make a move? Nah, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Not enough games, right? Not enough games. Yeah. And yeah. They, I mean, this move would make sense cuz it's within the within Canada. Within Canada. Yeah. So there so wouldn't be no the huge quarantine period. But if you could imagine making a move at a deadline, uh getting a player from another even within the US, there's different rules within the states. Yeah. So you get a guy with, you know, 20 games left in the season. He misses the first eight because he's in quarantine. Yeah. That's a huge loss. Yeah. So, well, Neil, I think there's no time like the present to make the move. Paul, are you with me on this? Are the Leafs going to go after Sam Bennett hard right now? Yeah, I think yeah. so. They're, they're in need. They yeah. know they're looking at the next six weeks. They're going to need someone to fill that spot. Mm -hmm. uh, Simmons is a big player. Yeah, but what yeah. about a team right now that's the top of the league? Do they want to make a move? Because... Calgary was asking a lot. They wanted Zach Hyman, and, and I don't yeah. think they're going to 
mess with Zach Hyman Tavares no. uh, combo there. So maybe if they could make the move for um, one of the defensemen that they're willing to move and a Possibly. prospect. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. Would, would you like to see him in a Boston uniform? Uh, not really. No? No, I think we're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be what the Leafs are thinking, too. Exactly. But I mean, but, uh, I mean, they just lost someone for the next six weeks. Yeah, that's true. The short season, six weeks, a lot of games. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, with this being a trade within Canada, you're skipping over all that quarantine yeah. stuff, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. No. All right. Well, there you have it, Neil. Um, I think Sam Bennett's going to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I hope it's soon. Yeah, there you go. All right, what else do you got for us, Andy? Hi, Chris. As you and uh, Paul know, I suffer uh, from extreme irritable bowel syndrome, which puts me on the throne um, for more time than I'd like to admit. And uh, that's uh, you know where I take in my hockey news. This come from the so I'm sitting there the yeah. other day, and I start steaming. Pardon the pun. <laughs> and I see that TSN has let go of Dan O'Toole. Now, I start to think about all of the classic sports broadcasters out there. Not to put Jay and Dan in the same category as Bob Cole. And I can admit that Bob Cole could barely string together a sentence near the end of the career there, someone would ice the puck and he'd be like, just wider than that. <laughs> but I start thinking, you know, like what's left in sports broadcasting? What, what happened to, to Hockey Night in Canada? It's, it's, it's manned by a bunch of old farts that have his boat as much energy as wet fart in the wind. So I start to think, you know, what's left, huh? Who is the best now? What are the kids going to say in a few years? What are they, what are they listening to? Who, who are going to be the next classic sports broadcasters? Huh? That's what I want to know. And if you say Pierre Maguire, I swear to God, I'm going to come down to Kennedy Town with a, with a serious, serious case of irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> this is Maritime Rob. <laughs> well, Maritime Rob, you've outdone yourself this week. Yeah. Oh, broadcasters, I am sad to see Dan O'Toole gone. I, yeah. I'm with you, Rob. I am shattered by this. Bell, you made a mistake letting this guy go. Jay and Dan were probably the best duo uh, on sp- in sports, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. I've been listening to those guys for years. In fact, they were... One of the inspirations for starting my own podcast, I listened to the Jay and Dan podcast religiously. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, very sad to see Dan go. Those guys were dynamic. Um, Their Olympic coverage was always incredible. Um, Just two great guys, and it's going to be sad uh, to watch... um, Old Jay Onright by himself now without his yeah. su- without uh, without his sidekick Dan. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, Pierre Maguire, we will definitely not uh, be voting him to the top of the list. That's for sure. Neither Bob McKenzie. Um, you're not making the list either. <laughs> no, no. Um, problem right now with broadcasting is, uh, like you said, Rob, who's the next big broadcaster? So. The guys with personalities keep losing their jobs, like Jr. He gave it a good go. 
Oh, right. I can think of three reasons why he's not getting the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got uh, Mike Milbury, who's kind of your guy who who likes to stir the pot a little bit now. Yeah. Um, Paul Bizanet is a is a NHL analyst now. Here's a guy with some personality from the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be him. Who do you like right now, uh, Paul? I can't see Biz. The, well, the only thing with Biz is that he does have a little bit of a raw past. I know. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> so I'm that he's on TV right like, now. Wow. Um, I am a little bit surprised that he's got a job wearing a suit on TV because yeah, yeah some yeah. of the things said on his podcast are yeah. a little off color. But I mean, he's a character. Uh, yeah, and uh, he might be the next big guy. I don't know who else uh, who comes to, who comes to mind when you think of broadcasting right now. Oh, I mean, we'd be silly not to think that it's all going to be taken over by AI soon, and they're just going to make this guy or this girl that's going to be like a perfect pair and duo and everything like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. That's something Mayor Tom Rob would get behind. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that answer. AI. It's going to be a new <laughs> it's AI. Gonna be AI. Yeah, it's going to be AI. And we also we just lost Brian Burke from Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with my favorite guys on TV right now is probably Gord Miller and I and I really like Ray Ferraro as a as ah, a comment yeah, uh, as a color guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, the great Mike Emmerich um, retired this year. Yeah. And other than that, we lost we lost a few few guys the last couple of years, and uh, there's not really. Someone who stands out to me right now that's going to be the next best thing. Like I said, could be Paul Bissonnette. You never know. What bring, do you think? Bring back Gino Retta. Could be. Bring back could Gino, be Gino Retta. Retta. Jim Van Horn. I ah, relived the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Rob Black, maybe. Rob Black. Don Cherry. Don Cherry's coming yeah, back. Don Cherry's coming back. Yeah, but I still, uh, I also still love listening to Ron McLean on Hockey Night in Canada. He holds that ship together. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, the one guy I forgot about who I really enjoy is Kevin Bieksa. Oh. He's not calling games, but I mean he's an analyst yeah. um, on Hockey Night in Canada, and he's one, he's a guy who tells it how it is. But he's yeah. he's a little bit, you know, he doesn't cross the line. No, a little bit safe. Yeah, he's yeah, a little bit yeah, safe, but safe. he's funny. You know, those guys work well together. Yep. All right, so that's it for our questions this week. Thanks everyone who sent in their audio for us, and we look forward to this again next week. Paul, um, before we get to the end of the podcast, I just wanted to remind our listeners that we've got new merchandise. I know. They should check out our T-shirts, and uh, if you want to order one, just get in touch with us, and we'll get one to you. T-shirts are pretty cool. I mean, buy a T-shirt. You can support us sending all these winnings out every week. That's right. The fine folk that uh, pick better choices than us. That's right. We gotta, we gotta do better. We gotta do better. All right, take us home with a little story time, Paul. Alrighty. Gather round, children. Yes, Montreal has won the cup more than any other team, but we're not going to speak about them today. We're going to focus back to May 20th, 1975. It's a date that remains entrenched in playoff lore. Game three of the Philadelphia Buffalo series at the auditorium was delayed frequently by a bat flying low over the ice. That is, until Jim Lorenz murdered it with his stick. Soon after, a thick fog enveloped the playing surface, forcing the arena crews to skate around the ice with bedsheets trying to make conditions more playable. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
And then Dracula came out. <laughs> and then Dracula came out. <laughs> That's a great story. First delayed by a bat, then by fog. Yeah. And Unreal. a murder. And a murder. Murder, murder, a scene. murder, murder bat. scene. All right, Whatever. folks. Um, if you haven't checked out my latest Hockey Talks interview with Pavel Barber, check it out. That guy's an absolute beauty. Um, and we'll be back next week with our next episode, Polly. Yep. That was Across the Pond. And that's a wrap. I never thought we could have called and said it. We should have said us about who, who's going to be the next big thing in hockey. <laughs> well, we're waiting for somebody to nominate Maritime us. Rob. Could be Ian, too. Could be us. Could be. Anyways, I'm out. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Yardley Brothers Beer, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Sunset Studio, and Printhouse Limited. And a giant thank you to my producer, Andy Zombathy, who makes us sound great week in and week out. And of course, Mr. Paul McLean, who makes everything happen here at the studio. Folks, check out our website at acrossthepondhk.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at acrossthepondhk.